Hi everyone and welcome to Superwoman Wellness. I'm Dr. Taz. I've made it my mission throughout my career in integrative medicine to support women in restoring their health using a blend of Eastern medical wisdom with modern science. In this show, I will guide you through different practices to find your power type and fully embody the healthiest and most passionate version of you. I'm here for you and I can't wait to get started. This is a Soul Fire production. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Superwoman Wellness, where we've got a team ready and determined to bring you back to your superpowered self. And speaking of bringing you back, one of the things that pulls us all the way to the brink, right into the abyss, is a lack of boundaries. I am guilty as charged, not so great at setting those, and have gotten into a lot of trouble over the years. I'm getting smarter and wiser, but it's never too late to learn. So we've brought in Terry Cole. Terry is a licensed psychotherapist and global relationship and empowerment expert. She's the author of Boundary Boss. I love this. The Essential Guide to Talk True, Be Seen, and Finally, live free. For over two decades, Terry has worked with a diverse group of clients that includes everyone from stay-at-home moms to celebrities and Fortune 500 CEOs. She has a gift for making complex psychological concepts accessible and actionable so that clients and students achieve sustainable change. She inspires over 250,000 people weekly through her blog, her social media platform, her courses, and of course her podcast, The Terry Cole Show. Welcome to the show, Terry. I'm so thrilled to have you on here. Well, thanks for having me, Dr. Taz. I'm psyched. Well, we got to talk about this. What is wrong with us? Why? What, what is wrong with women? Why can we not set? And it's not just women, right? It's our girls too. I see this in my daughter as well. And I'm like, please don't relearn all the lessons I've already learned. Why do we not set great boundaries? What's happening here? I mean, listen, it, there's cultural elements. As you know, there are it's really societal and it's the family that you were raised in. It's the, it's the situation you're raised in. If you were raised to be a woman, you were raised and praised for being a self-abandoning codependent. Like be a good girl, be a nice girl above all other things. Don't be a drama queen, don't make waves, don't be a troublemaker, don't stir the pot. You know, where's my happy girl? Turn that frown around, I could keep going. So we were, <laughs> we were literally indoctrinated into this belief that to be a good person, to be a good woman, we should be as selfless as possible. We should put other people above ourselves. And I mean, unless you're talking about minor children, which obviously we do endlessly, right. but that's appropriate. It, it really is not a good um, strategy yeah. for happiness because we end up being angry, but we didn't, not only did we not learn this growing up, like how to have healthy boundaries, we learned the opposite. So we're started, sort of starting at negative mm. and we have to get to zero in order to actually gain these skills. And it does feel like skills that we have to gain. It's interesting. And I've, I've noticed it like the first impulse, the first reaction, right? When someone comes to tell me a story or has a need or has a request is, oh yeah, sure. Let me, let me look at my calendar, right? That's my first sort of like response. Or when someone tells me a sob story, right? Well, I'm like, well, why don't we do this? Or I could do that, or I could, and you know, and I, and from our own kind of family to employees to friends, 
you know, I've just learned, but it's taken a really long time. I've learned that that strategy doesn't work. It kind of gets me in trouble. It makes me angry when you extend your boundaries and that's not sort of acknowledged or, or received or taken for granted, whatever the word is that you want to use for it. Mm -hmm. So then you walk around all angry. And the next thing you know, you're sick because in Chinese medicine, you store anger in the liver and it messes up all your hormones. And that's the end of the story. Right. So, so anyhow, but not to be overly dramatic, but this, it does take a long time for many of us to get there. How can we cut it, get, get there a little bit faster and teach our children to get there faster too. So they don't have to walk this crazy journey that many of us have already walked. So let's first break down the first thing you were talking about, which is codependency. Yeah. So if we are the Insta fix it person, if someone that you care about is in pain or someone you just know is in pain, if you immediately feel like, wow, this is my thing now, like this is on me, I, I need to find a solution to this. That is a codependent response. And if you're wondering, if you're listening, you're watching and you're like, I don't know, am I? When something happens to the people in your life, I want you to check your urgency because being a recovering codependent, um, the urgency when someone I cared about, one of my sisters, whomever was in a jam, that was now my problem. Mm -hmm. it, to me, like the urgency was deep and profound and very pressing. Of course, so, so what is the definition of codependency? And actually I coined a different phrase and you're definitely this, I can tell you right now. No, no. <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's not bad. It's yeah. codependency, my clientele didn't identify with it and neither did I, even though I definitely was codependent, but I didn't yeah. because there was this sort of Melody Beatty, old school codependent, no more vibe of like, I'm not involved with an addict. What do you mean? I'm not an enabler, but you are. Mm -hmm. So I changed it to high functioning codependency. Hmm. And I was like, then my clients were like, oh yes. Because if I would say codependent, they would say, no, 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 you're confused. Everyone's dependent on me. Yeah. I'm making all the dough. Yeah. I'm making the moves. I'm making sure all the schedule, yeah. everything's running on time and everyone's going where they got to go. I'm like, hi, that's codependency. So when I added the high functioning to it, and it really is a particular type of human. And I say woman, but I, I won't, I won't say only that. It, right. I just want to be right. a female empowerment expert. So I know that better than anything else. If you are overly invested in the feeling states, the decisions, the outcomes, the circumstances, of the people in your life to the detriment of your own internal peace or maybe your physical wellness or your financial wellness, that is codependency. Mm. So it is a huge block to um, healthy boundaries to like not know what is your side of the street and what is someone else's side of the street. And it isn't about not wanting to help people, whether you love them or like them or just care about them. It's about it's not yours to fix. And we insert ourselves, and I say we, because trust me, this is an ongoing discipline to not do this. It's like we are centering the other person's problem. We're centering ourselves into the other person's problem. And when you're not being high-functioning codependent, you're able to say, well, before you say anything about solutions, well, what do you think you should do? Mm -hmm. What does your gut say? If you did know the answer, what would it be? Or what is your feeling? Or I know you're gonna work it out, but I'm here. How can I best support you? 
And that's not the same as immediately going to, okay, I've got an action plan for you for this problem you just brought to me. Because what that's doing is that's assuaging our own anxiety about the other person being uncomfortable. We are uncomfortable that they're in pain. Mm-hmm. Really, we would like our discomfort to end. Mm. So I just want to really get that squared away so I can relieve, you know, feel relieved. Yeah. But the reality is that it's not your problem. And it's really controlling. Think about think about what codependency is. It is overt and covert bids for control. I don't want my friend to go out with that stupid jerk. I don't want this person to go fall off the wagon and drink. We want to control outcomes. Mm. And really loving people is loving them where they're at. Mm. Like they say, hey, what's your two cents? I'm not saying we can never weigh in on anything. Yeah. But that's not the way I would do it. I wasn't weighing in. I was taking over. Right. You know? No, don't have any idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So there's the high functioning codependent, mm-hmm. probably me, too many stories to tell there, yeah. but are there other types of people, boundary, people that break boundaries and what are some of those other types? Yes. Actually, let me go back though to your question. Cause that was a long way around the barn to not yeah. actually answer it. So why is it important? And how do we spare our kids? Yeah. That was really the question. Yeah. It's important because when you have, let's say your boundary disorder shows up as the disease to please. So as we're talking about the people pleasing syndrome, needing validation from outside of ourselves, all of that, mm-hmm. any amount of massively disordered boundaries, which means you are not, you don't have the ability to share your preferences, your desires, your limits, or your deal breakers with other people. It's difficult for you to negotiate Now, I find that with a lot of my women in work, not a problem. Mm -hmm. Personal life is where it all seems to come out. So it's different for everyone. But that's my definition of having healthy boundaries is knowing your preferences, your desires, your limits, and your deal breakers, and being able to readily share them when you so choose. Mm -hmm. So that's the skill set we're talking about. You can think about boundaries as... um, a per, it's literally like a, the rules of engagement for personally interacting with Dr. Taj or with your child or with whomever, right? It's the rules of engagement. We're allowing people to know what is okay with us, what is not okay with us, what is working for us, what is not working for us, rather than making them guess, which is what we're doing when we're not saying it. They're always going to get it wrong. Just talk to my husband. Like there's no way you're getting it right if you're guessing. And we, you know, there's all of these things that we do that block our ability, like psychological things besides not having good role models. But for our kids, the best thing that you can do, anyone who has kids, boys or girls, is to get your boundary act together because it's modeled behavior. Show them what it looks like to prioritize your preference or to negotiate for your need or to share that your feelings were hurt about something and that you would like to make a simple request that the person not make that kind of a snide remark again. Mm -hmm. You're teaching them by doing because you know that kids don't do what you say. They will do what you do. Yeah. True. So we got to be that, you know? Okay. 
onto what you're moving on to, which is boundary blocks. Boundary blocks, yes. Let's hit that because that will explain the the different ways because okay. you're talking about types. So the first one is not realizing that you have a VIP section in your life. Mm. And that literally you make the guest list and you're the bouncer. So if you don't make a guest list and you're not a bouncer, then literally anyone can kind of come in. And if they feel entitled to your sunshine and your brains and your generosity and your whatever, anyone can come in and plop themselves down. And so it can feel mean sort of to be like, that person's not in my VIP section. But the truth is there are high priority people in our lives and they should be the people where there's mutuality, mm-hmm. where they're filling up your bucket, you're filling up their bucket you leave them feeling invigorated. And then of course we have some relationships that are obligatory. We'll have family relationships. Maybe you don't feel that way every time, but you can choose how much access people have to you and still be dutiful. Mm -hmm. Still like, you know, do do what you think is the right thing. So VIP section, which is basically understanding that it is an honor and a privilege to be in your life and you don't owe it to anybody. I mean, step kids, minor kids. Right. And I say minor kids because I don't even know what happens after you get big. But when you're little, like we've agreed, we're going to take care of you until you're not little anymore, right? Right. right. Um, the auto yes, right? Or the insta yes, I call it in the book, mm. where you're not giving yourself a chance to think. We feel this urgency, like I must give them an answer. No, unless there's an emergency, nobody You don't have to give anyone an instant answer. You don't. Think about it. And if it's too threatening to say no, like right off the bat, I always say to my clients, buy time. Nobody gets an instant answer. You can say, oh my God, thank you so much for thinking of us. I need to check my calendar. I'll let you know tomorrow, the end of the week, whenever I'll let you know, right? Like, um, sounds like fun. If it does, I, I need to talk to my partner, see if we're available. I'll let you know. I need to check my schedule. Yeah. How about maybe? How about, is it okay to just not want to do something? People invite me to an outside concert with like bugs and sun and lots of people yakking while I'm supposed to listen to music. I just don't want to go. I say to my friend, hey, I'm always a yes to you, but I'm definitely a no to Tanglewood, but thanks. Like, it's not personal. Yeah. Unless the friend's like, I haven't seen you. I want to, then, then maybe I could get talked into it. But I also know I have a right to not like what I don't like. And I don't need you to understand it. Yeah. Like, I don't have to explain it, you know? So the, the ability, getting rid of the insta yes is great. Another huge block is overgiving, over delivering, over functioning, hmm. doing things for others that they can and should be doing for themselves. Because that whole thing of over functioning, it is like a one way ticket to bitter town. Like there's no other stops on that train because no matter how, even if someone is grateful, let's say, Nobody can be grateful enough because you're giving from a disordered place, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like we should, or we feel like we have to, or it's obligatory. That all is cumulative. Cause you don't think that those older women that, you know, you hear people are like, who, you know, whose mom is a martyr, blah, blah, blah. Right. You don't think anyone was born being like, can't wait to grow up and be a martyr. <laughs> it happens slowly. Over time, cumulative anger and feeling marginalized and small, Mm -hmm. but we're the ones putting ourselves in that place. 
Um, okay, let me see if there's any other good. Oh, another block to good boundaries is being hyper independent in the respect of never letting anyone help. Mm. Right, people, even like I used to, when I was in my twenties, the cab driver, I'm going to the airport. He's like, I'll get your bag. I'm like, I got it, don't worry about it, I'll put it in. Why do I gotta get it when it's his job? And I'm gonna tip him the same anyway. And it's again, not staying on my own side of the street. And so I think that that whole over-functioning, over-giving thing really messes up our ability to talk true. Hmm. Maybe you're tired. Maybe you don't want to do the holiday, every holiday, you know, dinner at your house this year. Maybe you never wanted to do it, but you felt like you had to. Like th this is a time with the pandemic that we, you know, the universe just hit pause right. for all of us and was like, you need a timeout. Yeah. So we're taking a timeout and this could be a perfect time to sort of make some changes in your life. And becoming a boundary boss is one of those changes that, changes everything and gets easier as you do it, you know? Yeah. And it sounds like it's not something that you can snap your fingers and suddenly change. It's a journey. It's a evolution of sorts, you know, and, you know, if we're trying to break it down for anybody who's listening or watching right now, and they're like, like me, like, Oh wait, that, you know, that was me. I used to do that. You know, mm -hmm. I, I did the independent thing too. Like, no, 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 I don't need your help. I got it. I got it. I got, you know, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. So what is the starting point in this Like we get everyone to agree. We have boundary issues. They acknowledge the concept. Mm -hmm. What's the start? I feel like the starting point and the journey to change is so difficult sometimes. So where do people begin? I mean, I have you begin in the book because I'm literally holding your hand and walking you through every step of the way. Like each, each chapter has things that you'll be doing. Yeah. But the first thing we do is we do a big inventory. You're just writing down what is okay in all areas of your life and what's kind of not okay. What, what, what do you not love about what's going on in your relationship, in your work situation, in your home? And it, it's everything from maybe you have a caustic light bulb in some overhead light that every time you flip it on, you're like, oh, I hate that thing. Yeah. Hi, change that thing. Like there, there are things that we can do to prioritize our own preferences. We're so used to being like... I'm good. You know me, I'm easy breezy. Like, you know, like as if it's a badge of honor right. to like have no needs and to have no preference when really your preferences, your desires, your limits, your deal breakers, those are the things that actually make you uniquely you, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So we start with looking at that. And then I always have you do like this little sort of a resentment inventory. Mm, resentment inventory. That will tell you where you need boundaries. One. What do you find in working with people? What are their biggest resentments usually? Um, really feeling underappreciated. And it's a lot of times it's everyone. It's work, it's family, it's friends, it's spouse, it's kids, it's teenagers. Mm -hmm. But feeling sort of because, you know, women generally have traditionally right. done more of the emotional labor of like keeping all the plates in the air from who has their teeth cleaned when to get, you know, your partner's mother's birthday to all the friggin' things. And you know it, and it's true. Yeah. And so looking and just the idea 
that you can change this, that you, that even though to a degree, it's a bed that we've unintentionally made, yeah. right? <laughs> For ourselves, mm -hmm. but it doesn't matter. Like we're allowed to change. We're allowed to write down all, all the stuff that we do that nobody acknowledges and be like, hi, to partner or spouse or teenage kids. 10 things on this list, pick two, because now you're going to be doing those two. Right. Like we can change. And I think that the internal shift of why the book delves into our relationship to ourselves first is because there's such a worthiness mm -hmm. aspect to this, where if my value is utilitarian, right? It's, it's how much I do for you. And certainly when I was younger and super codependent, mm -hmm. you know, I was like, I'm going to be so unbelievable. This person couldn't possibly live without me because right. that will protect me from being rejected, which of course it doesn't. Right. But then you, that you move that over into all of these other relationships and it's exhausting. And it's also a young person's game. Like you might be able to do it in your twenties, right. but I promise you, you know, three decades later, you're like, well, I'm just too tired for this crap. Like <laughs> I don't want to do it all, you know? Right. So that's the beginning is looking, what are, what are the more, the relationships or situations that you're feeling pretty resentful about? Mm -hmm. And then doing the list of like, in a perfect world, if you had no fear of changing anything, what is not okay? in all of those areas. And that will be sort of where you begin. But keep in mind, everything you realize, that doesn't mean you have to change it overnight. Mm -hmm. Just because you realize something you don't like, that doesn't mean you need to end your marriage or defriend your best friend or right. feel guilty because you did it. Get curious. If you are frustrated, if you're tired, if you feel underappreciated or, or misunderstood, because that's another thing. We're, if we're not um, using effective communication, if we're not telling the truth, right, talking true, it it's lonely because we're in relationships with people who don't friggin' know us. Mm -hmm. And it, it's really painful. But know that this is a, this is a really, um, can be a very gentle process we're not confronting everyone. There's nobody's getting a megaphone being like, hey, everybody, there's a new boundary sheriff in town. Like we're not doing any of that here. <laughs> so watch out. <laughs> That's right. But if people are curious and if you're curious, if you haven't done it, I created a great quiz. That's free. Just go to boundaryquiz.com okay. and it will give you your archetype Ooh. because bound, like disordered boundaries don't just come in one flavor. Yeah. Right. Because people always think it's about... You, being a peacekeeper or a chameleon, not true. There's also the ice queen and the powerhouse. Mm. So it, it's really um, interesting when you go, ah, oh, I'm mainly this, because you probably end up with two archetypes, like mostly this, but then maybe some of this too. What are the different archetypes? Um, we have the um, ice queen. Okay. So she's kind of like, um, if you don't do what she wants, she's kind of like my way or the highway a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, very effective, efficient, can get lots of stuff done, but is like rigid in she wants it done her way. Mm -hmm. Then you have the peacekeeper, who's exactly yeah. what you think. Mm -hmm. And doesn't, it's not just peace in their own life. They want peace in the restaurant. They want, they'll get involved anywhere to deescalate anything. You have the chameleon. Hmm. Who is someone who just goes along to get along, whatever their person, you know, they're, they're the one who's like, you pick, it's fine. It's great. You do it. It's okay. Oh, you think this politically? Me too. You think that? Me too. Yeah. So just, just 
again, kind of wanting to stay under the radar. Mm -hmm. You have the powerhouse who, and again, I talk about it like this. When, when you're balanced, the powerhouse has amazing qualities. Right. It's when you're out of balance. And it's the same thing with every one of these archetypes. Mm -hmm. So when the powerhouse is out of balance, they're bossy, they're, they're loud. They're like sitting too close to you, giving you all this unwanted advice and, you know, trying to control too many things. When the powerhouse is balanced, she is generally very dynamic, a great leader. But when you're balanced, you're able to listen to other people's ideas and not just be like, nope, this is how we're doing it. And then the last one is the loner, which is someone where it's more of an avoidant type of thing where rather than tell the truth about how you feel or like end a relationship like with a conversation that someone who just disappears and is just wants to just go back up into their tower of avoiding anything that's uncomfortable or painful or quote unquote dramatic in their view. So those are the main ones. And it's only 13 questions. So it's super easy. Just go to boundaryquiz.com. We'll have to take it and see what my archetype is. Can oh, you I'm gonna, oh, yes, I can. Oh, uh, tell me. I think you're a powerhouse. Oh, boy. Yeah, I kind of am. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you're, what is it? A fisherman knows his people or something. <laughs> totally, because that's what I am. And I think that's what you are. And I've gotten better. But yes, I've, when I'm balanced, I'm exactly that. I'm open, I'm dynamic, I can listen, I can focus, right? Mm -hmm. But when I'm not balanced... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now today why isn't it done? why is it taking so long <laughs> i know i'm growing up though you know <laughs> trying to get better it takes time it takes time it does this is amazing i think man codependent patterns i grew up with those that i replicated the cultural things that i brought in the things i had to dump i think these are stories for every woman and man honestly oh, yeah. my the same like he's also you know he's this is a show you know about women so much but he's like highly highly codependent not great about setting boundaries mine too point of detriment <laughs> right financial detriment emotional yes. detriment physical yeah. detriment i feel like i'm okay because i compare myself to him and i'm like <laughs> i'm not that bad i mean i get the stories i have are ridiculous of, of the things he'll do for people you know and so, so this is a, this is a issue. It's an issue for women, but I would add, it's an issue for men too. And I'm, you know, even seeing it in my daughter. So I think it's a, yep. a education that we all need to have and be aware of. So thank you for writing the book. The book again is the boundary boss available everywhere. I'm assuming books are sold. It is. And if you want to get all the juicy bonuses, you go to boundarybossbook.com. Awesome. And I also have a course um, coming up the end of September, which is boundary bootcamp where I'm walking you through. It's like a two month, course that is really powerful if people want to do it and men and women for the first time this year I'm allowing men because like you said yep. so many men have reached out to me from the book yeah. I was like I should just let everyone take it because yeah, they want absolutely. to so I think it's universal well and then on Instagram where are you on Instagram or I'm at Terry Cole which is just T-E-R-R-I-C-O-L-E Awesome. Well, I love this topic. Thank you for the work you're doing. It's much needed. Guys, go get this book, educate the women and the men around you to set boundaries. It's really about acknowledging yourself and creating that VIP section for you. I think we're all really not so great about that. We haven't been educated about that. So thank you again. And for everybody watching and listening to this episode of Superwoman Wellness, thank you. And remember, you can rate and review it and share it with your friends. I will see you guys next time. <laughs>